We're back with just another fantasy football podcast, episode two. And today we're going to be redrafting the 2020 rookie class, a bunch of studs, a really deep class, really fun. So we're going to go back and forth as if we're taking our pick, building our team from scratch. Positions won't matter as much, just the players we like the best. But before we get to that draft... We're going to hit some news topics. It was a really fun week for fantasy football. We had some signings, we had some trades, and we've got some unfortunate news with Deshaun Watson. So to start out, Aaron, let's talk about the three free agent signings that we think will have the most fantasy impact, starting first with Kenny Galladay. What do you think this means for Daniel Jones? What do you think it means for Kenny Galladay? How high do you have him? What's the outlook like? I think it's awesome for Daniel Jones. Um probably one of the only spots that Galladay could have went to to still maintain his like kind of target hog uh, mentality but I think Daniel Jones definitely needed another weapon whether they got that in this draft I think was the the rumor out there they were trying to get another pass pass catcher for Daniel Jones um, but they got it uh, via free agency so um, something they don't have to address in the draft anymore it seems yeah I and I, I mean we talked about it. I think this was about as good as it was going to get for Kenny Galladay the wide receiver market dried up you so famously said he wasn't going to get 18 million dollars a year and he did just one day later basically <laughs> right after you said it um, but yeah I mean I think it's as good as it can get they're taking him as a number one wide receiver which makes me happy as a Kenny Galladay owner in every single one of my leagues because I think he's a stud yeah. I know he's a little older, he's a little injury prone, but I like taking shots on guys I think are studs, and I think he's got the highest upside. So I'm excited as I can be for Kenny Galladay. I think he's a wide receiver in the teens, not so much near the top 10 like I used to have him, um, but I still think he's a stud. Sure. Um, okay, and the other two, which I'm going to group together, which I know you don't think are as relevant as <laughs> I do, but right now, okay, we've got to pick to what two could starters. be starting running backs. That's Mike Davis going to the Falcons and Tevin Coleman going to the Jets. And right now they are the most accomplished, highest paid, I think, um, running backs on each of those teams. Lots of work left over for them. What do you think? Do you think they start the year as the starter in a committee? What do you think it looks like? Do both these teams address it in the draft? What do you think? How are you judging these free agent signings? Yeah, like I said on uh, last week's episode, I was excited to see where Mike Davis signed. And luckily he signed this year, uh, this week. So, um I think it'd be interesting if he did get a shot. If I were to put my money on it, I would probably be leaning like 60, 40. They're going to draft someone to, to kind of compete with them. Um, but, I mean, if he did, I think he'd be, he'd be a solid So you start. like Mike Davis better than Tevin Coleman? Obviously, You think yeah. he's nothing? I mean, I don't think he's nothing, but I, Tevin Coleman, he's a guy on the Jets. And, and I mean, if the Jets are going to really you know strip this thing down to the studs and do it the right way, um, it'd probably be wise of them to not invest in a running back this early you take one in the third round or something yeah like if they're gonna draft a a young quarterback and reset yeah um trey sermon in the third round or yeah and just and worry about running back in the future sure i mean yeah i I think so too i think they both should address it in the draft i don't know if they will especially the falcons they're kind of old they look like they double down on matt ryan still have julio they're still kind of going for it so mike davis could have some value we'll see i am still shocked todd Gurley and james connor just can't even get jobs and there's still some spots like Pittsburgh and Arizona and Buffalo that I think could use a Buffalo sign Brita. Um, but if we'll they do see. get jobs, they're going to be super cheap at right, this point. <laughs> right, but I mean, I think either one of them goes to Arizona or Pittsburgh and they could still produce. Yeah. Um, I think Gurley would be kind of fun in Pittsburgh, actually, now that I think of that. Uh, why don't you rattle off kind of where some of the even... <laughs> we're calling minor names after we just took five minutes on Tevin Coleman and Mike <laughs> Davis, but go ahead and rattle off some of the minor names just so the listeners can hear where they signed. If you like these guys, here's where they ended up. 
Yeah, so some of the other names that signed this week, if you didn't catch them, was uh, James White back with the Patriots, Josh Reynolds to the Titans, Deshaun Jackson went to the Rams, Joe Flacco signed with the Eagles, Damian Williams went to Chicago, T.Y. Hilton went back to the Colts, Demarcus Robinson went back to the Chiefs, Matt Breda signed with the Bills, Leonard Fournette is back with the Bucks. Willie Sneed to the Raiders, and Sammy Watkins had just recently signed with the Ravens. Right, so some of those guys could be more relevant than others. The ones that stick out are maybe Sammy Watkins because he's such high pedigree. Maybe Leonard Fournette takes a job from Ronald Jones, but I don't know. I'm not that excited about any of those guys. Yeah, any status, of them stick out to you? No, just status quo with some of these guys going back to the team they were yeah. in last year. So, I mean, you, you could probably expect the same thing, and then it might get impacted through the draft. Who knows? Um, but nothing really stuck out to me unless the Titans don't draft their wide receiver and Josh Reynolds could be. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not that excited guy. about yeah. it. But, okay, so the two most exciting things that happened this week were the two draft trades, trades of draft picks, both involving the Dolphins. But let's start out with the 49ers-Dolphins trade, give the details of the trade, and then we'll break it down from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, so the Dolphins moved back to pick 12. They gave up pick number three to the 49ers, and in return they got pick 12. They got a 22 for, uh, 2022 first and third, and a 2023 first. So three firsts and a third for pick three. From 12. Which seems like, well, the 12 is a first. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so it seems like they're not going quarterback. I mean, that's the first thing that we get from that. Miami. Um, right. Miami's not going quarterback, so is going to be the guy. Um, they pick up a ton of draft capital, which is really fun. Um, but we're going to wait to talk about what we think Miami's going to do with the draft when we talk about the next trade. And first, let's switch gears to the 49ers. They just give a godfather offer for number three. It seems like you wouldn't do that if you said, we'll take whatever quarterback falls. It seems like they know who's going one and two, which we think and everybody's saying is going to be Trevor Lawrence at one and Zach Wilson at two. So it seems like they know that's going to be the order. And I would say they're moving up for a quarterback. I think you would say the same thing. But which quarterback that is is totally split. What are you reading and hearing? What do you think? If you're going to look at it, at first you for sure thought it was Justin Fields. Do you still feel that way? I don't think anyone at this point can for sure. I mean, you have everyone. All three of them are being – I mean, on Twitter, if you look on Twitter, you got Mac Jones being Michael given Michael Hardy thinks he knows everything, yeah, and like he says it's Mac Jones. Trey Lance. All three of them. Uh, there's so many people out there that think any three of them can land. And, and there's – I mean, that's what it is right now. It's speculation. So um, I love – the NFL draft. It's like one of my favorite things. I follow it more than I should and more than anybody should, frankly. And it really seems like, and I'm not just saying this because you love him, it really seems like Justin Fields is going to fall further than people think. Like it really seems like the NFL is not as high on him as like fantasy football people are and as much as college football people are. So I I think it's not going to be Justin Fields. Like if I had to put my money down, he would be third on the list. I think Trey Lance, I mean, I heard some people talking about how they're saying Jimmy Garoppolo is going to stay. I don't know if I believe that, but if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to stay and they're going to redshirt somebody to learn it, Trey Lance makes sense. He's the highest upside guy. I think we yeah. both agree with that. Highest upside guy, but definitely the guy with that's the most raw. Mac Jones is the most ready guy, I guess, but I don't really know what that means because he didn't have is a ton of experience. Had, I don't know. I agree. Everyone I, keeps I saying he's, he's pro-ready, and it's like, what? I think it's just because he's an older white quarterback <laughs> that played for four years and won a championship at Bama. I, honestly, I think that's it. So they just think Greg McElroy and, and McCarron and all those lines of yeah. white, older quarterbacks that won a championship at Bama. Um, so anyways, so I think it's – I would put my money either on Mac Jones or Trey Lance. Hopefully Trey Lance for his upside, which would be really fun. 
um, getting into the mix with with the top other guys. So they're going quarterback. They're not going to get a ton of help anywhere else. Receiver, tight end, um, offensive line, because they've traded so many of their picks going into the future. So we'll see what happens there. Now let's move on to the next trade, which also includes the Dolphins. So give us the specifics of that trade, and then we'll start with the Dolphins as far as what we think they're going to do. Yeah, so the Dolphins then in turn, uh, the pick 12 they got from the Niners, they traded that to the Eagles for pick six. And in addition to the pick 12, they traded a 22 first and then a 33 pick mid-round drop. I didn't really get the numbers. So there was a mid-round swap that wasn't a big deal, but they traded basically 12 and another first to move up to six. A lot of people hated this trade. To me, it seems like they're guaranteeing themselves one of the top pass catchers, whether it's Pitts, Devonta Smith, Chase, Waddle, whoever they like the best. Or what I said would be amazing is if they ended up getting Penny Sewell still – who they, I think they should have taken at three. You invest in a tackle like that, you can get a wide receiver in the second round or one of these million picks you have. If he drops to six and they get him, they just basically stole an extra first and third first round and pick. Third, yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, that's just crazy to get that kind of capital and still get the best non-skill position offensive guy in the draft. So that I think is crazy. So basically right now it's just three quarterbacks going one, two, three. Atlanta at four and um, the Bengals at five, right? We don't know what they're going to do. Penny Sewell, a lot of people have connected to the Bengals. Same thing with Kyle Pitts. That's basically the two locked picks that the Bengals are going to take one of those two. Atlanta, nobody knows what's going to do. And I still think Carolina is going to move into the top five for whoever the quarterback is that falls, um, that they like the best. So I think they are going to get Pitts, Chase, or um, Penny Sewell, which I think is a great move. I don't know. I think I would have just stayed pat at 12 and see what happens. But I do think they're going to get an offense fantasy impact player, whether a pass catcher or an offensive lineman that's going to make the rest of the offense better. And they still have that later first-round pick. So we'll see yeah. if they get a pass catcher or even a running back there. Yeah, I would have, like you were saying, I probably would have stayed at 12 and just see if, you know, maybe like Waddle. They probably they might have been able to get Waddle at 12, but um, the cost of the extra first to like guarantee these guys means – they could have um, got Rayshon Slater or one of the other offensive linemen that's kind of second tier yeah. too and, and just kept building. But just something else I saw on Twitter this week was just keep in mind when they make that pick, they're spending two first they're basically yeah. spending two first round it's picks expensive. on on that guy. So. But if it's Penny Sewell, it was worth it, in my opinion. Because yeah. they should have taken he would have been a good pick at three. Whoever they were gonna pick at six, they were probably looking at at three. Unless and they, they just, do something weird, which and, and, you but never they, know. they got a bunch of value for it too. So, so and then if we switch gears and look at the Eagles, I like the fact that they're picking up extra um draft capital. I like it for Jalen Hurts, gonna make the team better in the long run, continuing to, to get premium prospects with good pred- pedigree. Um, but I think this also is big for Jalen Hurts because they are not taking a quarterback. And if one yeah. of them would have fallen to six, they would have had to think about it. You know, if it's Justin Fields is available at six, he's probably a lot better than Jalen Hurts. So you might want to pull that trigger. Um, but they also don't get a stud pass catcher. But if Waddle or somebody likes that, like that falls to 12, that'd be great for him. I think they're going to build. I think they're just going to take best guy available, which I think is they need the best to. plan for them. I agree. Uh, with the salary cap hell they're in and what they kind of went through with Wentz, they need all the assets they can get to build cheap going forward. Yeah, I agree. So... The last bit of news we're going to touch on before we get to this redraft is Deshaun Watson. Um, 20-something women have come out and accused him of sexual misconduct. 10-plus lawsuits have been filed um, by what he called a publicity-seeking plaintiff's personal injury lawyer, which is what I am, not publicity-seeking when I am a plaintiff's personal injury lawyer. Um, And at first, it seemed like very vague, weird timing, maybe just kind of a farce, a money grab, a publicity stunt. But with this many women saying this much creepy contact... 
uh, local police um, are getting involved, I guess, doing an investigation. We'll see if something comes to that. And now Deshaun Watson, after just flat out denying it all along, is saying he did have consensual relations with about 20 of these women and cheated on, I don't know if he's married or his girlfriend or whatever, with these women. So not a good look. It's not really going in the right direction for him. No sexual misconduct yet, but you know they love to protect the shield. They want to you know, save face as the NFL and Roger Goodell. Um, so we have other things to kind of compare this to. Kareem Hunt, Joe Mixon, um, Ray Rice, Tyreek Hill. So this kind of misconduct is really not, not uh, looked well upon by the league. I think it's closest to Tyreek Hill, who I think got the least amount of punishment out of all those guys yeah. that I mentioned. So, you know, well, we'll Mixon see what didn't happens. get anything. Mixon was in college. Right, right. And so, this is all, that was all abuse, not... Mixon was probably the worst one, too, on video. But yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, so this, this to me, we'll see what happens. I think if he just settles outside of court, which 99% of these civil suits do, whether he admits any wrongdoing or not... Um, you know, I think that that's probably best for him if he settles out of court and it goes away and they don't find any misconduct and everything just goes away. I think he's not, he could not miss a game. I think if it goes bad, he can miss a lot of time and potentially get a Ray Rice type of sentence. Um, and if any criminal charges, obviously that's worst case scenario. So keep an eye on that. But this doesn't help a situation about holding out. It doesn't help his trade value. It's not exciting for fantasy. I'd be scared to own him, but you can't sell him. Yeah. I wouldn't buy him either. Right, like I mean, I couldn't put a package together to buy him. I couldn't figure out what I'd want to sell. If somebody offered me Deshaun Watson peak value, I'd sell him. Like if they're giving me 1.01, 1.02, 1.03, I'd probably sell him. If I yeah. could take one of these rookie quarterbacks over him, I think but I'd just like take it. But not the second he got offered in the league. Yeah, somebody offered me a second. It was making fun of me for not taking it, and then the whole league destroyed him for being a jerk. It was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, you can't really sell him for cheap. You can't sell him for some random wide receiver like DJ Chark. You just can't do a deal like that at this point. I think you just got to hold, see what happens. This stuff happens. These are real people making real mistakes. So we will see what happens. But with that, let's start our 2020 rookie redraft. We're going to do 24 picks, two rounds. We're going to go pretty quickly through them. We'll give you our analysis and we're going to go back and forth. We haven't looked at each other's list and you guys can tell us which team is the best at the end. Will you keep track of who's who? Can you do that on the spreadsheet? Yeah. All right. We'll read the team totals at the end. Would you like the first? Are we going to, we're going to do snake, right? Yep. All right. Would you like the first pick or second and third? I'll give you the choice. Oh, we're doing snake. I thought we were just going to alternate. Let's just alternate. Okay, let's alternate. You want the first pick or second pick? Um, I'll take the first. Okay. So I think we should have the first guy, but let's see here. All right. So at 101, uh, this, keep in mind this is super flex. Um, I have Justin Herbert. Um, based on what he showed last year um, and the weapons and, and the organization, I have him over Burrow. Personally, uh, I just think the Bengals organization is kind of just like a uh, – dumpster fire so oh, yeah just, and the chargers organization is really great i mean they're yeah. not they're horrible too they're better than the Bengals, they in my opinion and they, and they just have a few more better weapons they invested in the o-line this season or this this off season to to get herbert even more help so i'm excited about his outlook going forward do you think they have better weapons than the Bengals? i mean i think keenan allen's the best wide receiver of the group but then the Bengals may have the next two and then i know you think the Bengals have the better running back yeah. And the Chargers have Jared Cook now as their tight end, not Hunter I think Henry. they're okay. I think I don't know. I think that I think as a general rule of success, they have they have a better O line right. to, to keep them up right I guess they pouncey retire. I don't even know how good their O line is anymore. Whatever. I'm gonna take Justin Herbert at one oh two. I'm sorry, uh, Joe Burrow at one oh two. I had Justin Herbert number one as well. Um, so good pick. 
I'm taking uh, Burrow at number two, so I'm going to get a quarterback in Superflex. Can't let him fall any further than that. He's still a stud. The injury is no big deal, in my opinion, for a quarterback like him. Um, so that's my 102. Not much more needs to be said. All right. At 103, um, might shock some people. Um, I have Cam Akers. Um, that's, as much as I love Cam, that is a shock to me. He is number seven or six on my list. So. We have an outstanding, First reach. We First have an outstanding reach. trade offer in one of our leagues. It's for Kamara straight up, and we can't. We can't pull the trigger. We on can't it. pull the trigger. The guy offered us Kamara, and at first we're like, we have to take this, right? And then as the more we thought about it, we're like, Kamara's kind of old. Breeze is gone. Cam looked awesome. Todd Gurley 2.0. Stafford coming in. Um, but his end of the season run, he's the clear lead back. They got rid of Malcolm Brown. Not that that's much, but I mean, they got rid of a guy. Yeah. Um, and, um, he really had, he really came on the end of the season there. Like, like most rookie running backs do, but, um, if he gets Gurley's usage and with, with the Stafford upgrade on the Rams, I mean, that can be, that could be like Gurley 2.0. Yeah. All right. So good. That leaves plenty of people for me to choose from. See, now you knew I was going to take this guy. I don't think you have him as high as I do. So I know you like him, but. I'm going to take C.D. Lamb. I think he's the most stud A-plus prospect out of all the rookies. He didn't produce as much as some of the other guys, like your boy Justin Jefferson, who's probably coming up here soon. I like him the best. I think he's at the highest ceiling long-term. Um, I'm just going to put my money where my mouth is, and I'm going to pair him with Joe Burrow, and I think I got the two best prospects potentially in this entire class. Okay, okay. Um, at number four... I am going to roll with Justin Jefferson then. Um, I loved him coming out. Everyone, I mean, I remember when we entered the draft, everyone was talking about how slow, he, or before the combine, they were talking about how slow he was. He's just a slot receiver or whatever. I wasn't buying any of that. And then he came out and ran a 4 4 3 or something like that at the combine. Proved all the haters wrong. Um, and then he went to my favorite team. So just the Vikings to, to, to add on top of that. Um, but he had a crazy, awesome year. Loved him coming out. Um, I don't know how sustainable it is or how repeatable yeah. it is. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to throw cold water. I have him top 10 dynasty wide receiver. I'm not saying he sucks or anything, but he that seems like the kind of thing that could go away with a bad quarterback and a team that wants to run the ball all the time. And that's what worries me because as a Vikings fan, I'm like probably my their worst critic <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. So, I mean, it's, you're either looking at Kirk Cousins long-term or you're looking at a rookie in the near future that he's tied to, and, and that just brings uncertainty. So, so people are probably even though nobody's probably listening to this, shouting at the phone or their phone or wherever they're listening to this that we haven't taken Jonathan Taylor yet. Yeah. The fact that he's fallen all the way to here, but he will fall no further, as uh, I think I got the number one wide receiver and number one running back and 1A quarterback so far with the number two pick. we got to remember, when we, when we list off these teams, remember that he had a pick before me each time. So I'm at a disadvantage in this draft. I will get the first pick the next one we do. But so far, he's getting the first pick every time, and I'm ending up with Burrow, C.D. Lamb, and Jonathan Taylor to start. Not much needs to be said. He's a stud bell cow. He showed it at the end of the year. I love him. He's my favorite running back in this class as much as I love Akers. You're not worried with them bringing, bringing Mac back and no. Hines? And, no. I mean, they'll cut no, into They could it, not possibly take more touches than from him than they did last year. You never know. And, just ain't gonna happen. I think and the they should be better with Wentz, so we'll see. I agree. I just think the Colts are one of those teams that are always good, like real life. They'll, they'll do whatever it takes to win, like real life games. It's not really a fantasy sex. Team. I'm just going to trust the fact that they saw what made them successful at the end of the year last yeah, year. When they fair. started feeding him, they they were he looked awesome, like yeah. catching the ball, running the ball. Pittman, I really like Pittman him. looked good too. Yeah. Um, 
All right, so what do we have? Uh, six? This is pick seven, I believe. Yeah, we pick Jeffrey. seven. Pick seven. Um, I'm going to go with my boy, J.K. Dobbins. See, this is, this is I want everybody to remember this draft so that all year, when we hear about Aaron talk about how much he is all in on Tua, how he guarantees Tua is going to be a stud, he's a top 10 quarterback oh this year. Goodness. He just told me that he's going to say that Tua is a top 10 quarterback this year, 2021, and he has just taken seven players before him in a draft. I didn't take it's seven. It's a joke. I took, this is my fourth player. Yeah, fourth. You wouldn't have taken Jonathan Taylor over him? No, I wouldn't, wouldn't have taken, taken all Burrow? these players over That's him. what I'm saying. That's fine. That's a joke. That's you don't fine. believe in him. No. So Tua's on my team. Good. I've got two, two stud quarterbacks. All right. So, um, J.K. Dobbins uh, with Ingram being gone. Not that Ingram was, like, really a factor I'm at the end of the season. I'm mad because I wanted J.K. Dobbins. That's, that's what I wanted. I mean, Gus Edwards is probably going to be back, and Ingram's gone. He's just going to get more touches. Their team's going to get better. They got Sammy Watkins. He can yeah. split and still be a stud. No, it's I'm, the best I'm saying that they'll, the they'll split, like, the carries, like, 60-40, probably J.K.'s favor, but J.K.'s getting all the yeah. receiving work. He's getting all of that. And I've seen enough of him at Ohio State tearing us up. I'm a Michigan fan, a bitter Michigan fan. All right, give me two up. I'm going to take two quarterback up. at Superflex. Give me him. Let's right. go. My team. My team's going to score more points than yours, so that's got to count for something. Whatever. Um, oh, this is tough. I'm going to go CEH. Um, that's who I had next to. We have almost like literally the it's same hard exact not, order. I mean, it's kind of hard. I don't not think it's to, hard not I mean, to. I thought you were going to go Swift over him. I mean, I'm surprised. No, not with the information we have now. But CEH, I, guess. I think um, I there's, if there's pretty much think... no competition there if, if you, unless you count Daryl Williams as competition. He's like the perfect backup He looked back. all right. He's just like a guy that'll – he's a body that'll take up the carries that they need to yep. give to someone else. Um, they're, in just, they're returning their whole offense, which is super explosive. Um, a lot of people are down on them because of how they showed in the Super Bowl. But it's like – it's CEH yeah, on the Chiefs. Fine. That's why you fine drafted pick. it. That's why he was drafted 101, 101 last year. You know, would you have taken two over him? Or if I needed a quarterback, if I needed a quarterback, probably. Yeah, yeah I, I can't definitely, believe it. definitely, it's like black, definitely. No, if I needed a, a quarterback, You're, this is just stepping on all of your two love, and it Whatever. makes me feel good. At least I proved that with this draft. All right, um, give me Swift, the last last stud running back in my opinion of this class. I hate the Lions. I hate Jared Goff. Actually, I don't hate him as much as most people do, but I just it scares me to be on such a crappy team. They're not going to score as many touchdowns as every other team likes. The difference between CEH and Swift's touchdown upside is insane to think about the difference in these offenses and these teams. But I'm going to take him. It's dynasty. I hope they eventually are good. <clears throat> All right. Um, I guess I should add another receiver. I'm going to add your guy, T. Higgins. Yeah, he's next on my list, too. I cannot believe how similar this draft has gone to what I have it listed. Hey, like, man. a lot of these guys are interchangeable. I don't think this is as, like, chalky as you think. This class was deep, and they yeah, all, they all performed. So. You could have taken one of, like, four guys there. But, okay, T. Higgins. Um, he was eating A.J. Green's lunch when they were on the field together. A.J. Green was obviously kind of old and, and washed, or at least he looked that that way on the Bengals maybe the Cardinals will give him some new life but um he was Burrow's go-to guy they obviously have a strong chemistry when they're on the field together they're going to put up some good years together and then you know Burrow as a rookie was was having you know 50 60 attempt game so I'll take T Higgins he's good he's good all right I am going to leave you with nothing at quarterback and take Jalen Hurts super flex man 
You always this is how you let me get Kyler Murray at seven, and you picked what Paris Campbell ahead of him. So what happens? You undervalue quarterbacks, and you get screwed. I hope Justin Herbert can score as much as all three of my quarterbacks. You can't play all three of your quarterbacks, but um, all right. Well, then I will go. Uh, I'll take Gibson. Figured that, that was again, my, this is literally going in the exact order besides Cam Akers. That of was my, my draft. Gibson was my boy coming out. I got him nowhere. I got him in like three leagues. Um, I was super stoked for him even before he was announced as a running back or drafted. Um, I was stoked. Washington will be fun this year, and he had a pretty good uh, rookie rookie year for not really playing running back that all, that much in college. All right, I am. That was a good pick. I am going to go off board right now. Because if this is a real rookie draft, this is what I would do. I'm going to take James Robinson, last running back that I have any interest in at all. It's a bit of a reach, but I think the next like five wide receivers are the same to me. So put James Robinson on my team. Give me another running back. I need it. Um, and then I can fill up wide receiver later. Yeah, wide receiver is deep. That's all we're going to be drafting here. Um, all right, this is kind of tough here. Just for, who's your favorite one? For me. I will take Ayuk. That's who I had first too. It's amazing. Um, it was between him and Judy. That's I like Judy. I, agree. I like Judy we as a buy low. Like I like Judy than, as a buy low yeah. this year. I think. I mean, Drew Locke's the problem. That's it's oh. not Judy. Um, but obviously, with the trade mentioned in the beginning of the episode, he could be getting a quarterback upgrade, and and that'll be awesome. All right, yeah, I'm going to take Judy. That's who I had next as well. Um, I think he's just got huge upside. I loved him as a prospect. I think he's the best route runner. Um, I think he's a stud like Calvin Ridley type, um, but we'll see what happens. All right, who's next for you? Um, what number are we at? What would this be? Is mid-second round at this 17. point? 17. Yeah. All right, so 17, who you got? I'm gonna go this is where it has to get shaken up. Yeah, I mean, it's just pick your... Who are you going with? I'm going to take Chase Claypool. Oh, my gosh. Did you look at my sheet? <laughs> no, I didn't literally, look at your sheet at all. J-Rob and Akers are the only ones outside of literally chalk. Claypool is 17. I had J-Rob 18. That's insane. Okay. Claypool for the upside, obviously. Yeah, he's boomer bust. And Annoying that Juju's back this year, but whatever. Yeah. All right. Next, I'm going to go with Jalen Rager. Upside pick. Eagles, hopefully number one wide receiver. Lock it in. Oh, man. I didn't even have him on my board. I left Serious? Him. I oh, left, you just forgot him? No, I left him off on purpose. Oh, I did, my god. He gosh. didn't make the cut. That's disrespect. Yeah. I can't wait to see who your last five guys are here. I thought he was the one that was... Oh, he's got the most upside. There's no competition. They'll add... They'll, now I've got the Eagles Maybe connection. they'll add to it. Um, well, they moved back now, right? They'll still get someone. But not... Second round, they can get But them. not Jamar Chase. Yeah, whoever they get in the second round, Rager's going to have more upside then. I think. Maybe. I think he will, but whatever. Go ahead. Who's next? I have a lot of receivers now for building the team. Um, I'll take uh, Zach Moss. Ugh, gross. Um, Buffalo's offense. He's a running back. Just this is why people took Keyshawn Vaughn and no, I Darryl know. Henderson. I have I have honorable mention. Remember Keyshawn Vaughn, yeah, first round pick for last year. So. All right, give me uh, give me. Trevor Lawrence is number one wide receiver. LaVisca Chenault. Number one. Mm-hmm. I feel like they have 1A, 1B, and 1C. What is that? That's pick 18 or 20? Uh, that was pick 20. All right, so we each have two more left. Um, 
I'm not, I, I can't. I gotta go. With my boy Gabe Davis. Um, pick them up you're as insane. a free agent. You're like forgetting people. I can't believe you're taking I'm not, Gabe Davis. I'm not. All right, so that's pick 21. You're locked in. Yep. You said it. You've turned in the card. Yeah, Give me Michael it. Pittman Jr. Yeah, he was next. That's easy, dude. Over Gabe Davis? Mm-hmm. Like Cole, Cole Beasley's going to get more targets than him. All right, Michael Pittman Jr. on my team. Go ahead. Your last pick. Don't take my guy. I've got two guys I want, but one I want more than the other. I'm going to take Cole Komet. Oh, that's the one I wanted more than the other. I like you it, man. I think he's got end, a right? chance. I think he's got a chance. I think to, he's a top twelve. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah, as of now, I think he's asset. got a good chance to be that. Although Dalton sucks, that's fine. I'm going to take a first round wide receiver with all the upside in the oh, world. Gosh. Our guy, we have in way too many leagues. Give me Rugs. I mean, Rugs can come on my team. That's awesome. Yeah. Honorable mention for me uh-huh. would have been Denzel Mims and AJ Dillon. Those are the next two guys I was yeah. considering. Same. Um, but Gabe Davis and Zach Moss, I just don't think have, have any upside at all. Um, Gabe Davis, I like, just not compared to these other guys, in my opinion. So, Aaron, while you tally up our teams, I am going to do our little segment here that we're going to do every week, and that is a trade of the week. We make tons of trades, especially me, Aaron, makes a little bit less. But we have teams together where we're always the team that makes the most trades in the league. And I made one in a dynasty league um, this week. It was a 12-team league, and it got offered to me out of nowhere. I had no first-round pick. Um, I lost in the second round of the playoffs. And out of nowhere, this guy – I mean, it doesn't really matter what my team is based on this offer, but this guy offered me um, 1.01, so Trevor Lawrence, we're just going to call him, for Amari Cooper and – Melvin Gordon, sorry. So 101 for Melvin Gordon and Amari Cooper, which I had to smash. My quarterbacks are, let me see here. Actually, I may not even go Trevor Lawrence. I still had to take this trade. So let's see what you think. My quarterbacks are Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, and Lamar Jackson. So I'm pretty studly at, at quarterback, although with Deshaun Watson, maybe it is Trevor Lawrence. I have 101. 106 and 205. So no matter what it is, I still decided to take the trade because Amari Cooper and Melvin Gordon on this team. Melvin Gordon actually hurts me more because I have Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, um, a lot of stud wide receivers. I've got Odell Beckham. I've got your boy Gabe Davis. I've got um, who else do I have here? Julian Edelman, A.J. Green, Mike Williams. So I'm pretty deep at wide receiver. So if I take Jamar Chase at 101, I could do that too. I don't know that that doesn't seem like as good of an offer. I probably have to take Trevor, but that's our trade of the week. And Superflex? Yeah, Superflex. Jamar Chase? Yeah, I'd probably have to take Trevor. I know, but I mean, I'm pretty stacked at quarterback. You can take Trevor and then trade him for Jamar Chase. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. All right, so 101 will be Trevor. Trevor Lawrence for Amari Cooper and Melvin Gordon. I don't know. What, What do you give that grade? What grade do you give that trade? Repeat it again. Trevor Lawrence for Amari Cooper and Melvin Gordon. I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. That's what I got. Uh, I got one That would be an A plus if you got Trevor Lawrence. I would say an A maybe. Melvin Gordon's got a year or two left, and Amari Cooper is kind of sizzling out of even wide receiver two territory. All right. So what we're going to do, Aaron's going to read our two teams, and we are going to do a poll on Twitter, and you vote in the poll on Twitter which team you like better, Aaron's versus mine. Now, remember to grade on a scale because he had the first pick each time, and it wasn't Snake. I'm just kidding. You don't have to grade on a scale. So, Aaron, why don't you read the teams, starting with yours, and then mine. All right. Now, correct me if I 
leave anyone out. I think okay. I left someone else on my team out. I can't find it. Um, all right, so my team is going to be Justin Herbert, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, Gibson, Moss at running back, at wide receiver, Jefferson, Ayuk, Higgins, Claypool, and Gabe Davis, and then Komet at tight end. I'm missing someone in here. I don't think so. Okay. And then your team is Burrow, Tua, Hurts, so all the quarterbacks, uh, Taylor, Swift, and Robinson at running back. And then at wide receiver, you have Lamb, Judy, Chenault, Pittman, Rager, and Ruggs. So much better. And no tight end. Mine is so much better. No tight end in a year where no tight ends went anywhere that was relevant. Oh, that's awesome. Mine is so much better. I love it. All right. We're going to put the vote of the poll up on Twitter. You guys vote. Thanks for listening to just another fantasy football podcast this week. We'll be back next week with you.